My name is Logan Elrod. And I'm Jacob Weiss. And we minored in film. So today, before we get into the meat and potatoes, <laughs> we're going to talk about the movies we're looking forward to the most in 2021. Yes, uh, we, we are. each picked four. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jacob, you want to start it off? Which one are you looking forward yeah, to? Yeah, and uh, I am looking forward to Last Night in Soho, the newest Edgar Wright film, supposed to release April 23rd, 2021. Um, we don't have a trailer or anything. We don't really know a lot about it. Um, I believe it's supposed to be some sort of like psychological thriller. Mm. Um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, either way, it's Edgar Wright, um, and I'm super excited for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that, too. So A Quiet Place Part 2 is the mm. one I picked. Um, a sequel, of course, of Quiet Place, mm. directed by John Krasinski, <laughs> which is always exciting. And I think it's set to release April 23rd. 2021 okay um i'm just the reason i'm curious about this one i'm looking forward to it is because i'm just wondering what they're gonna do with it i think i've heard reports it's like gonna be like current like present and then they'll do flashbacks and stuff but i'm just curious of how that's gonna go mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that's the kind of the vibe i, get I just feel trailers. like it's either gonna be really good or it's just gonna totally miss yeah i don't know though. i don't know i really like the first one yeah. i have hope for it um my next one is dune um, supposed to release October first, um, and as well, uh, theaters as well as HBO Max. Um, but uh, I th- I've heard that they're potentially reconsidering that, um, mm. at least for that movie, because they don't want to kill its franchise potential. But I love Denis Villeneuve. Um, anything he does, I'm excited for. And um, I don't really know anything about Dune, but a new sci-fi franchise, I don't know much about. I mean, that's enough to get me excited. Yeah. Um. If it releases and they'd still release on HBO Max, are you going to watch it? Um, I mean, if I have the vaccine and stuff by then and I'm comfortable going out, I'm going to go to the theater for sure. Yeah. Um, but So it just really depends? Yeah. I don't think it would kill the franchise, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I picked The French Dispatch, the uh, Wes Anderson's, I guess, its 10th movie, and uh, reported to release May 2021. I'm just really excited to see another uh, whimsical film. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. Um, next up for me is Marvel's Eternals, uh, supposed to release November 5th. Um, of the Marvel movies releasing this year, we have that Black Widow. I believe Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is supposed to come out 2021 as well. But um, I think I'm most excited for Eternals. Uh, we have Chloe Zhao directing, who did... Um, uh, Nomadland, which I haven't seen Ooh. yet, and uh, The Rider, I think, is the other movie she's done. I don't know if I've heard of that um, one. But I'm really curious to see what she does with a Marvel film because her movies don't really scream like action blockbuster, so I think she's really going to get into a lot of the more like interpersonal like relationships and drama, and it's a whole new group of you know characters we haven't seen. They're doing a lot of cool stuff, um, yeah. so I'm excited for that. Yeah, that really does look cool. I think I'll watch that one. Um, and then my next one is going to be The Beatles, Get Back. It's going to be a documentary of uh, behind-the-scenes footage we've never seen before, and it's directed by Peter Jackson. Oh, okay. So he's doing the same thing he did with that World War One movie. So he's getting all this footage and, you know, um, making it modern day. And it, I'm just really excited because I... Uh, I just I I love the Beatles not as much as other people do, but I'm just really excited. I like the World War One documentary, um, and I just like Peter Jackson being in documentaries. It's just fun to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I like Peter Jackson. I 
honestly don't really care one way or the other about the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that'd it, be cool. I just saw the trailer and I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And my last one that I'm excited for is uh, Mission Impossible 7 uh, releasing November 19th. Um, I love the Mission Impossible movies. It's a recent, it's a recent love affair. Uh, we met summer of last year, and uh, <laughs> I binged through all the movies. I got this, you know, like uh, six movie box set or whatever, and they're so awesome. And I can't wait uh, to see the seventh one. I guess they're filming seven and eight like back to back together, um, with a uh, Christopher McQuarrie directing, uh, starring Tom Cruise, of course. So I've got to say that one's. Yeah, wasn't he yelling there. at the cast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the crew. Oh or yeah, the whoever, crew. Whoever, yeah. Um, do I have to watch all the movies before the seventh um, one? Maybe just watch from like four to four. Yeah, maybe just start at like four. But honestly, why not? They're all they're all pretty good. I mean, because I'm a busy man. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then my last one I picked was No Time to Die, the new mm-hmm. James Bond film. It's been delayed so much, and they delayed it once again literally yesterday or today, oh. actually. <laughs> um, they delayed it to October 8th, which I'm fine with waiting, especially in our climate right now. Uh, directed by a new director, not Sam Man- uh, Sam Mendes. So that's, I'm curious how that's going to work out. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just... I think it'll be all right. Yeah. I'm excited for it. The song's a banger. Uh-huh. I think it, people are like, Skyfall Adele's better, but Billie Eilish is No Time to Die's better. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, Skyfall's a good song, but I can only listen to it so many times before I just get tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So this week, this is episode 12, and we are doing Get Out. Um, this was suggested to us by Kobe in our Interstellar Blu-ray giveaway. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm excited to do this. So Get Out, um, good description for you guys who don't know about this movie, um, which if you haven't seen this movie, please watch it. It's so good. So the movie is about uh, Chris and his girlfriend Rose go for a weekend getaway upstate for Chris to meet Rose's parents. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship but as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries leads him to a truth that he never could have imagined. It's a good description. Yeah, what website yeah. was that from? Uh, I'm pretty sure that one was the Google description. Okay, I was about to say, that uh, was not IMDb. Altered a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good description, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this film was written and directed by Jordan Peele, um, produced um, uh, Blumhouse, uh, was it mm-hmm. Michael... Blum or Bloom, I'm pretty sure is his name. Uh, so he yeah. helped produce this movie. I mean, he's done all those other ones like Ma and yeah, just all um, horror Happy movies. Death Day, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so this movie stars Daniel Kaluuya, Allison Williams, Bradley Whitford, Lakeith Stanfield, Catherine Keener, Caleb Landry Jones, and Lil Rel Howery. Uh, the budget was only four and a half million dollars. What? Yeah, wow. and uh, the box office was two hundred and fifty-five point four million. So they, oh, that's called payday. Yeah, <laughs> so they made a lot on this one. It was definitely. I remember a, opening a week. Uh, I saw it opening week twenty eighteen, right? Or I um, no, I keep seeing twenty eighteen. It's not twenty eighteen. <laughs> it's. Yeah, it it, it is 2018. Oh, no, okay. no, no, 2017. 2017. Yes. Okay. So. Yeah, and it was packed. I mm. remember it was packed and it yeah. 
watching the opening week was a good idea. Yeah, uh, I never I never saw it in the theater, um, but I I was introduced to it, and we did like a movie night yeah. <laughs> once. I think Jack is the one that was like, we should do Get Out, so we watched Get Out, yeah. and I loved it. So, um, spoiler warning: we're gonna be of talking course. about spoilers in this yeah. movie. Um, and if if you want to pause and go watch the movie, it makes it better, but you don't have to, of course. Yes, of course, of course. Um, so before we get into it, what are kind of your initial thoughts, reactions in the movie? Yeah, so I was very excited when you said get out to watch this movie again because it's been forever. Uh, I've watched this movie three times now, but like the second watch was like right after the first one. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I was so surprised because when I go watch back movies recently for some reason i'm like a grinch to it (laughs) and i'm like that's not as good as i remember but Uh this one is as good as i remember Uh i loved it i just love like how you can see jordan peele's comedy chops into it because i i love that uh key and peele growing up with that stuff but also his horror writing is so good Mm -hmm. and like just a natural progression of tension that he puts into that film is just amazing man yeah like he's a good (laughs) writer and it took him like forever to make the script um Mm. which i can see why especially when you have other things going on but yeah i love and the acting is something that just makes it like like levels it up already with the writing and directing Mm -hmm. it just it's really and this was jordan peele's debut of directing right yes yes it was uh it was actually nominated for four oscars yeah i remember Um, that he won one for writing uh yes he won it for original screenplay it was also nominated for best picture best director and best actor for daniel kaluuya yeah and and daniel kills this movie Mm -hmm. like i'm that's another 2020 movie i'm excited for is uh judas and the black messiah that Mm -hmm. he's in because he's just a really good actor and i love watching his movies so yeah this movie it did not disappoint again and um spoilers the ending just is so fun yeah (laughs) i I just i'm glad he wrote it like that Uh uh-huh yeah um so uh jordan peele if you somehow don't know who he who he is uh (laughs) he broke out in um in 2003 when he was hired on as a cast member for fox's sketch comedy show mad tv and then um he was on there for i believe it was like five seasons or something like that and then um from 2012 to 2015 uh, Jordan Peele and um, Keegan Michael Key, who he collaborated with on Mad TV, they teamed up to create the Comedy Central sketch show Key and Peele, and that's what I know them from. Mm-hmm. I think Substitute Teacher was probably my first introduction to Key yeah, and Peele. I think and then... so too because like I didn't watch it on air because it was kind of like coming out when we were in middle school. I think mm-hmm. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, like the YouTube clip of that. Yeah, yeah that was funny. Uh huh. <laughs> and um. So Peel uh, co-wrote, produced, and starred in the 2016 film Keanu, um, which I think that was his first time being involved with the movie in uh, in a capacity other than an actor. And then um, Get Out is his directorial debut, and uh, he's also gone on to write and direct the 2019 horror film Us. Also really good. I, I need to rewatch that one. Um, I think he recently said, like, this past month or two months ago that he's done acting. Hmm. I think he said that. Okay. Don't quote me, even though I just said it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I actually saw something about that too. But yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, Get Out is—I mean, it's a movie about race. Uh, that's that's what it's yeah, about. Yeah, we, we need a disclaimer. We are yeah. <laughs> like last episode. Uh-huh. Uh, we are two white men uh, talking about a subject that we really have no say in at yeah. all. Yeah. So just take it for what it is. I guess. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, so obviously, you know, we can't, you know, fully understand the experience of being black in America. Not so, at all, yeah. Yeah, so when we're discussing race in this film, um, it's going to be from, like, the comments made by um, Jordan Peele and the actors and the people involved in creating the film. Um, so, because, you know, they're the ones with the, the experience and the full understanding of it. So we're just here to, to mm-hmm. tell you guys what, what their intentions were with this. So... Um, the story originally came from uh, Jordan Peele wanted to contribute something to the horror thriller genre that is unique to, to his voice. Um, he has roots in comedy, of course, and uh, he talked about actually how horror and comedy are really similar in that it's really all about timing, um, which I, I definitely think is true. Yeah, that is. Um, you wouldn't necessarily think horror and comedy go together like that, but really at the end of the day, it is about it is about timing. Yeah. Um. And uh, he said, um, this is a quote from him, the movie is about the way America deals with race and the idea that racism itself is a demon. It's an American monster. So, um, I mean, I think that's really interesting to take something like racism and make racism like the villain of your movie and like a horror film. Like, I think that's a really cool thing to do. Yeah, it's definitely a new perspective in the horror genre we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, well, he was talking about how... um, the, the sunken place in the movie, it's kind of a metaphor for the marginalization of the black horror movie audience. Because mm. uh, he talked about how they're a very loyal horror movie fan base, and um, but they're, they're relegated to the theater and not really on the screen very often. And so he kind of wanted to change that with this. Um, but at the end of the day, he said that more than anything, he wants to entertain um, but he hopes to, you know, spark discussion about race and of horror films that just haven't been had before. So, um, Get Out is a movie that he said it, it reflects real, real fears of him and issues that he has faced before. Um, I, he's married to Chelsea Peretti, um, who is white. Uh, I'm sure he didn't, yeah. you know, go to some cabin and get attempted to get a brain transplant. But uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and uh, he, but he wanted to create situations in the film that black people could easily relate to. Um, you know, Jordan Peele and Daniel Kaluuya, they were talking about how, um, like being black at an all white gathering kind of makes you feel like the token black guy. People are always wanting to talk about you being black and you definitely see that in the gathering scene yeah, in this oh, movie. Sure. Um, so uncomfortable <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Uh, and, um, it's things like that, um, that, you know, inspired so many scenes and lines of dialogue in the movie. Um, <laughs> white people overcompensating by talking about how they're going to vote for Obama <laughs> for a third, <laughs> the third term. Time. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, I love the characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can kind of break them down a little bit. Um, of course, we have Chris, uh, played by Daniel Kaluuya. And um, Jordan Peele, he wanted Chris to be a smart character that makes the right decisions more often than not. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing more frustrating than when a character in a horror movie like refuses to make the smart, logical yeah, right. decision. And so uh, he really tried his best to make Chris like make smart decisions and not just be kind of like stupid the whole movie which i'm really glad he did that because i can't stand that Uh because they're like no one's that stupid yeah in some movies yeah in in horror movies all the time i'm like why are you doing that but in this movie honestly there it's like yeah there really wasn't much yeah at all where i was like oh why didn't you do that you idiot like (laughs) um 
And he's kind of talking about how it was like it was tricky because like the trick was to make nothing too crazy happen too fast that we wouldn't believe that the characters would stay in that situation. Yeah. Um. Because if some of that crazy stuff at the end happened as soon as he got there, he probably would have just immediately oh, turned yeah, around sure. and left. Um. And then we have the character of Rose. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Man, I really liked her at the beginning of the movie, and then towards the end, I'm like, oh, my God. See, <laughs> I, I never terrifying. liked her. Yeah? Yeah, I just don't like that. <laughs> I don't know. Her personality just threw me off. Uh-huh. Um, Who is she played by? What's, what's the actress's um, name? Her name is Allison Williams. Because she did a really good job, too, because mm-hmm. she's acting while also acting in the movie. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, So she did a really good job. <laughs> like, I love, like, how everybody brings up that scene of her, like, with a glass of milk and, <laughs> in the zero, because like I'm so glad he wrote that because it is the most psychotic shit uh-huh. ever. So <laughs> yeah, I really uh, I like her character, and at the end, mm-hmm. she uh, gets the keys and it's like you know I can't. Uh, yeah, that part just like, hate that. It's so creepy. Like uh, Jordan Peele was um really like surprised and impressed that she was able to um to talk as if she was like good Rose. Yeah. To to um to rod on the phone while she was like her face was just, just like switched. a blank slate yeah. but she was using the voice and it was so creepy dude she's so good like <laughs> you gotta watch out for her like the actual person playing that uh-huh. like, that was too good <laughs> and uh they, they referred to bad rose on set as roro <laughs> so <laughs> roro yep <laughs> and um hiding her reveal was the most difficult part of the film i bet um i think yeah, I never really suspected it personally. Um, yeah. Up and toward, I mean, up until he goes in the closet and sees the pictures of her with um, all like the black guys that she's dated, even though she told him that he was mm-hmm. the first one. And so it was at that point where I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, going back to like opening week when I watched it, I definitely did not catch on to Roro. Um, but mm-hmm. she, like now rewatching for the third time, like you're like, oh my God, she's like gaslighting him the whole time. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, especially <laughs> who would unplug your phone, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. <laughs> especially that scene where um at the beginning where they they hit the deer and then, you know, so the cop comes and stuff and mm-hmm. uh he asked to see Chris's license and she was like, "No, you don't have to see his license." Yeah. Stuff like that, but it wasn't cuz she was like sticking up for him. It's no. because she didn't want there to be evidence of him like, mm-hmm. you know, being there because then it would, you know, make it easier to trace his disappearance back to them. Yeah. Um my my favorite character, as I'm sure is probably a lot of people's, is Rod. Oh uh, yeah, he's funny. <laughs> yeah, I love Rod. Um, he he's put in the movie. Um, his character is meant to be uh, to be a release valve for the audience, as well as kind of like a grounding for the film itself. Mm-hmm. Um, which I appreciate because of course it's it's a heavy movie, and um, it's but Jordan Peele is so well known for his comedy, and of course he doesn't have to be restricted to that. But I think you're kind of expecting some comedy if you're going to see a Jordan Peele film. Yeah. And um I think he really delivered. I mean, I think Rod is absolutely hilarious and um I mean, if you're so good at comedy that you made your whole career off, why not put a little something mm-hmm. in there cuz you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So I th- I think it really does work, you know, as like a, re- a release Cause valve. Cuz there's sorts. not too much of it. Yeah. Um like the ending like I know some people were like, "Ah, oh, it was like too funny," but I I loved the ending mm-hmm. cuz you just need that after watching a movie so like deep and hard. And, yeah. Like, there's actually some interesting stuff about the ending. We'll we'll get to yeah. that towards the end of this, but uh, and um, yeah, I think it was also important having him there to kind of ground the film a little bit because you know they have this kind of 
you know, a bit of a high concept once you kind of start getting towards the end and understand what's going on. So I think it's good to have that more like grounded character to help keep the film feel, mm -hmm. you know, like real and believable. Um, yeah, and then we have a uh, Dean and Missy who are Rose's parents. Uh, Jordan Peele wanted he wanted Bradley Whitford and Catherine Keener. Mm. Um, well, in part because of course you know they're they're great they're great actors, but he also uh, described them as being a sort of liberal elite god and goddess, and so he thought it'd be <laughs> you know be kind of like a, a contrast to have them play these you know yeah. horribly psychotic racist characters in yeah. the movie. Um, um, Dean. The, the father is like a very dark Michael Scott, but uh, he's like, <laughs> but he's smart once you find out. But like at the beginning, like uh -huh. how he talks, it's just, I don't know, it's something like Michael Scott from The Office would say. Yeah, I can see that actually. That's he's pretty like, funny. <laughs> he's like, I know what you think about these servants, and you know, uh -huh. like just saying random stuff like that. Yeah, and like I'd vote for him for a third time, best <laughs> president I've ever had. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, and then uh. Jeremy, the brother, he's oh, dude, insane. I hate him. <laughs> Me too. Like that dinner scene is just so like, like oh my god. Yeah, I just don't understand. <laughs> like this man is just getting wasted, and he's mm -hmm. like, you like UFC or whatever. <laughs> it's like who the fuck talks about that like that? Uh huh. And then you kind of learn that the reason they don't want him like play fighting and stuff with him is because they don't want him to damage him. Yeah, at damage all, him. You know. Um, there's so much you pick up on because then, like, yeah, the mom viewings. says like you've damaged him enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, who was that played by? Because he did a really good job too. Um, that was uh Caleb Landry Jones. Oh, so he's an X Men too. I think he is. Yeah, is he's, he, he's in other big. Does stuff. he play? Is that the guy that plays Banshee? Yep. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's a good actor. Mm -hmm. He is. He, he no, he was very good. And in he's the like movie. he has the perfect face for that character. I don't know if he that's does. me, but <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you do. <laughs> so, uh, what do you what do you think about the whole like sinister plot here, like uh, the coagula? <laughs> yeah. Can, so explain like, because I know Ortiz was kind of confused. So if anybody mm -hmm. else is confused about what the operation is, yeah. So the operation, I believe the. The coagula—that's what—that's what they call the uh, the operation procedure. That's not the group's name. Um, the name of kind of their whole group is called the Red Alchemist Society. Okay, so I didn't catch that. Uh, I didn't even know that. Yes. Um, when did well, they say that? They didn't. Oh, okay, I'll, okay. I'll touch on that in a second. But uh, back to the coagula, though. That's basically they um, are taking the brain of. Um, you know, whatever rich white person is, mm -hmm. you know, purchasing. Uh, and uh, they take that brain and they put it into the the body of the other person who they've kidnapped and kind of put into that hypnotic state. And so they have to keep, you know, their, I don't know, brain stem or whatever they said attached. Yeah. So, like, you know, the consciousness of, of, you know, well, in this movie, be Chris is kind of would still be in there kind of just like observing as the brain of the rich white dude takes control of the body yep yeah now in this case it, it is uh what's the blind guy's name uh i don't remember his name but he's like yeah it's just the the blind art dealer but yeah the i think i want your eyes man <laughs> yeah Did, uh, so i don't know like when he was like coming up with a script like i just what a great idea of like uh-huh talking about racism and also adding the sinister operation that's mm -hmm. just so creepy man it is <laughs> like, like i never would have thought of that no <laughs> ever yeah like i 
I mean, of course, the operation doesn't like make sense, but it's mm-hmm. just such a good horror idea. Yeah, like yeah, being trapped in someone else's body—that's mm-hmm. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, see, that's the thing for me is, of course, it's you know, it's not like believable in like a traditional yeah. sense, but, it's but like it's it's believable within the movie, like mm-hmm. you know, um, and that kind of you know goes back to uh, Lakeith Stanf- uh, Stanfield's character, one of the best actors um, out right now, by the way. Oh, I I really like him. Like a lot. everything he's in. He's just amazing. Like, mm-hmm. He's just so good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, at the dinner party and stuff, when he's you know, it's the it, it's the white guy in control of his body and stuff and like that. It's flash. so unsettling. Yeah, and then when yeah. he's like yelling at him to get out, yeah. like that's I, that's an awesome. <laughs> it's moment. a really good scene. Uh-huh. And just you know, ties in the name. Yeah, and then you know, you have him at, at the beginning of the movie too. Like you see him getting kidnapped. Yeah, he's like, oh fuck that! Yeah. I'm you know trying to get away. Yeah. Um. So. Um. The how this whole you know operation and group and stuff got started really is a uh, Roman Armitage who's like the I guess you, the grandfather. Um, he, he lost to Jesse Owens um, in the Olympic trials, and so uh, this is what Jordan Peele said: uh, he was physically beat by a black man on the world stage, and he never got over it. He became obsessed with this idea that black people have more God-given advantages, and that combined with the white man's determination, you could make the perfect being. And um, so I guess that's how he got this idea mm-hmm. um, to have this crazy procedure. Um, and uh, there's a lot of um, lore that Jordan Peele came up with, like a lot about this whole society that it's not really in the movie. Uh, they don't explain it, but it's it's there. Um, and so like the, the helmet that was worn by Jeremy at the beginning of the movie when he attacked Andre, like that, like medieval helmet, it's, um, it's, it's a Templar helmet referencing the secret society that him and his family belong to. Um, Jordan Peele said, I've got a whole mythology and lore about how they are descended from the original tight, uh, Knights Templar. And, um, they're called the Red Alchemist Society and they're kind of like related to the Holy Grail and it's like rumored powers of immortality. So they kind of have this whole like... You know, crazy. You better make like on. a movie, like kind of touching that. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he kind of talked about like um, how, like in in his mind, how he you know like intended this when he wrote it is kind of like um, when they're having the auction in the movie, they're not. Um, in they they hold up the bingo cards and stuff. He said that he imagines that they're not really paying money, but they're kind of trading um relics and artifacts amongst each other because like the knights templar were collectors of antiquities and treasures and stuff yeah. like that so i forgot like i knew there was an auction scene because mm-hmm. like when he's getting like shopped around basically yeah um being the token of the party i was like but how do they transition into the auction like i just don't remember that and when she, when he was like um let's go play bingo yeah and she, yeah <laughs> and then she takes him out to go talk to him yeah it's like the scariest shit and then you see dean like do all the hand signs of the auction it's, yeah it's so scary <laughs> it is and then there's like a lot of um well there, there's there's quite a few deleted scenes for this movie and there's one where um he's you know they're at the gathering and stuff and uh and jeremy invites chris to like play badminton with him and so they're playing badminton and then like slowly all of the people at the gathering kind of like you know, make their way towards where they're playing badminton. They kind of all like line up, and they're just kind of like studying him as oh, he plays. Oh, because of like so physical creepy. aspect, yeah. which is yeah. probably like the worst sport 
to watch <laughs> someone be physical at. Like, That's what I was thinking too. I dude, was like, I what? literally, <laughs> this is so off topic, but I bought a badminton set for my dad uh-huh. just because like during quarantine to like do something outside. And it is so fun, but I'm telling you, a 100%, you do not have to be a physical specimen to play that game. <laughs> like, like, why badminton? Uh-huh. Like, go play, like, I don't know, football, soccer, yeah. something uh-huh. better than badminton. <laughs> Maybe that's because that's what all the rich old white people play. And so oh, true. Yeah, that Maybe. dude did want to see his golf swing. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, you don't have to be an athlete for that. You just need technique. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> I love Tiger, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that, that was a funny scene. <laughs> um, the so, best I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so some of the more technical stuff of this movie. Um, the score was composed by Michael Abel, um, and it's his first film score that he's done. Uh, Jordan Peele wanted kind of a new, different sound for this movie, um, and so that's kind of why he wanted to go with like a, a new, a new voice. Um, and he wanted. Um, black voices with a sinister sound that's not like that's not voodoo um and so that's kind of where they came up with um what they came up with for the music in this movie um and you know of course so i mean i love the soundtrack in this movie yeah, the, really the score and then of course they have you know some other songs mixed in like redbone and stuff like that yeah redbone's such a banger mm-hmm. and uh the cinematography was done by toby oliver who um i think he's done a lot of Blumhouse um films he did like Happy Death Day and the sequel to that and mm-hmm. some other stuff um um question before mm-hmm. I don't know if you is Monkey Paul did he start that after this movie or was Monkey Paul did were they part of producing this movie yeah I think Monkey Paul Productions was part of and if you guys this. don't understand maybe I'm wrong but Monkey Paul is Jordan Peele's production yes company, yes right? it is okay it is so because um, I know they did us yeah maybe yeah oh. um. You know, yeah, off the top of my head, I can't remember for sure. I want to say... I think it is in the opening scenes. I think it uh-huh. said with Monkey Paul Productions. Okay, I'm sure it did. Um, yeah, but th- th- that's his production company. Um, so so I was just curious. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, okay. I'm looking at the back of the Blu-ray case. It okay. says in, in association with Monkey Paul Productions. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, this movie was filmed um, almost all in Alabama over the course of 23 days. I was wondering that because, um, like, the shot where um, the street where he's in the opening scene, mm-hmm. uh, it reminded me of, like, you've been to Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. kind of reminded me of that. And I was like, it's mm-hmm. got to be a southern state. Yeah, yeah. So it is Alabama um, is where they filmed it. I'm not sure if that's where it was intended to be, mm-hmm. but um, that that is where Isn't they filmed it, it. I thought it was, like be somewhere like in New I think York, it, upstate yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think it's upstate New York. Um, and uh, they even filmed, you know, like stuff in, in Chris's apartment and stuff. That was in Alabama, too. They just tried to find an apartment that kind of looked okay. like Brooklyn and stuff a little bit, Um, I believe is where they um. Oh, yeah, because he was like, live. that dude's from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. He don't dress like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, but they filmed it over 23 days. And then uh, in Alabama... And then um, they shot the airport scenes with Rod. They shot that at an L.A. cruise ship terminal, um, and that those are some of the first scenes that they shot. And so um, a I cruise think, ship terminal, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's might be all they did um, outside of Alabama was just that. Okay. But um, yeah. So talked about uh, the ending. So there is an alternate ending to this movie. Really, I haven't um, seen it. Yes, uh, it's it's on the Blu-ray. If you want to watch it, you probably find it on YouTube or something. Okay. Um, but uh, it's also known as the first ending. Can I just guess it? 
Yes. Is it a cop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the alternate ending, um, I'll kind of give a summary of it for you. So um, in this alternate ending, it basically picks up when he's strangling Rose, but instead of like letting go of her, he strangles her to death. And um, instead of Rod being the one that pulls up in a cop car, it, it's two cops and they come out and they arrest Chris. Um, and then it cuts to six months later and Rod is visiting Chris in prison. Um, the the house had burnt down because if you notice, it catches on fire. Um, and so the house burned down, kind of erased all the evidence and stuff. Um, you know, of course, and the, the system takes the side of the rich white people. And uh, Chris kind of seems to have given up on trying to fight it, um, telling Rod um that he stopped them um you know he just kept saying I, I i stopped them um even though rod was trying to tell him that there might still be hope but um he just kind of ended the conversation there and um so you know jordan peele kind of described this like chris is a martyr um and uh he he defeated his personal demon by trying to save georgina and so his soul is free um so that's what he was going for with the original ending yeah so like in the theater, that's what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought he was going to get shot by a cop. Yeah. So. I, I think that's what everyone thought was going to yeah. happen. Um, so the reason that he didn't end up going with that, and I think that ending is what originally drew a lot of the producers stuff to the script in the first place. Mm. But um, uh, he talked about how when he first wrote this movie and wrote this ending, um, he wrote it in the Obama era in what he refers to as a post-racial lie where people were like, oh, we elected a black president, it's done, you know, like we're past racism. And um, he wanted the ending to feel like the gut punch that the world needed because something about it rings very true. And um, But around the time that the movie was supposed to come out, um, he decided to change it. He felt like people were more, quote, woke and things were starting to change. Um, and the world had, had shifted a little bit and racism was starting to, to be dealt with. And he felt like people needed a release and a hero, which is why he changed the ending to have Rod show up at the end instead. That's re- that's really cool perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you because then you know what happens after Obama era. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I need to see the original ending and see which one I like more. I bet the first one draws a lot more emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, like sadness, of yeah, course. Yeah. But yeah, I like the hero aspect. I like the TSA agent. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> We're TS motherfucking A. a. <laughs> we handle shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and then he says, like, <laughs> call this handled or something. Uh-huh, like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I need to watch the original ending because it's really cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and they also, uh, there's a lot of alternate endings because they really? have, well, because they shot about seven different versions of Rod picking him up in the oh, car okay, where okay. he gives like a different joke each time. Different joke each yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And so they included these and uh, his alternate jokes. Um, well, in the movie, he, he gets in the car and he says, I told you not to go into that house. Yeah, yeah. But um, some of the alternates were, you think she voted for Trump? <laughs> Another one was, uh, no more white girls for you. <laughs> oh Another was, my cousin Yvonne is single. Um, Another one was, think i could use their bathroom oh my god and then uh what was there i was two more one was um don't give up on love (laughs) (laughs) and the last one was um if you ever want to talk about being you know a sex slave and and the stuff they had you do you know like i'm here for you man (laughs) yeah i think i like the tsa one more Uh Um. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they shot a lot which i mean I, I guess that you kind of expect for them to do that. You know, they probably like to give them a chance to improvise and come up with their own stuff. But uh, yeah. 
It was really funny though because during all of these scenes, Daniel Kaluuya is still like keeping his like straight like horrified face know, after right? the events and stuff, and he's just over here making jokes. But he's <laughs> he's he's in the zone with his acting. So um, yeah, some of the other things I, I liked in this movie, I really like the the opening one shot scene, um, kind of where he's walk, um, where Dre is walking through the the suburban mm-hmm. um, neighborhood and. Um, it's all one shot, which I think is really cool. I think it's done well. Yeah. Um, you know, and having him being abducted by Jeremy, which I remember the first time I watched it, I kind of forgot about that opening scene. Um, and then I think maybe like the second time and stuff, I was like, oh yeah. And then I was like, mm. oh, that's Jeremy. Oh, and that's the guy from the the party and stuff. So yeah, it was, it was cool connecting it all together. And uh, the the hypnosis scene. That's that's a big scene in this movie i just can't believe like i mean like i mean it's his job but like what a scene for acting uh-huh. like i bet that's gonna be shown in like classes for acting because that's just mm. the emotion and his tears just opening it up like his eyes just opening up with tears yeah and <laughs> and jordan peele was saying like uh that's like basically the same performance that he gave in his audition. Like he already had it down. Dude, like, this dude's different. Uh huh. That's crazy. And he was like, every time we shot the scene, like the tear would roll down his cheek on like the same syllable every time. Oh my like, god. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> was he nominated for award? Yeah, he was nominated for best actor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure who ended up winning. What but, year um, was it again? 2018 awards. Um. Yeah, it would have been 2018, I guess. Mm-hmm. Was that the Revenant? I don't know. Anyway. But um yeah, so into fun fact hour. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, Keegan Michael Key actually has a cameo in this film. Wait, um, I yeah, think I missed it. You you did. Most people would miss it. He's uh at towards the end of the movie when Rose Google's NCAA prospects. Um, at the end, he one of the pictures that comes up is of him. Oh, um, it's hilarious! <laughs> yeah, dang, I did miss that. Uh huh, and um. Jordan Peele actually he did the voice of the deer that Chris and Rose hit. So I guess when it's like you know whimpering and stuff Dude, after they oh, hit it, I that's him. To, I forgot. I cracked up on that scene, by the way, <laughs> and I, I think that's really messed up. But like when they hit the deer and the deer's like that one shot of it's flying. Uh-huh. You know, I, I broke it. I broke. I was I was cackling. Mm-hmm. It was, and I was like, and then you know it turned sad. But yeah, <laughs> it was. I don't know. Just like. I don't know if it was a CGI, just how it flew. It just uh-huh. that's really messed up. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing, man, one thing I forget about this movie is like it's violent. Like, yeah, it doesn't like start the, off, of course, like deer that. Deer antlers going through. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. By the end, like it's just like a gore fest. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Um, the scene where the uh, the grandpa, like, well, he didn't shoot himself, but shot himself. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, just like them, and like I thought it was a that's a cool twist that they're like the grandpa and the grandma, like that's um that's yeah. really cool. And um one thing I thought was I thought was interesting is you kind of see why um uh Missy was kind of rude to Georgina in the beginning of the movie because because yeah. that's her mother in law, and so that's kind of the <laughs> you know the the wife and mother in law kind of rivalry that they have that yeah, they're showing, and she's like. You mean like tattletale? Like uh-huh. just how their vocabulary is still the yeah, same? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But man, whenever he's talking to uh, Walter, I think was his name, right? Walter, who was like the, the groundskeeper that turned out to be the grandpa. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like 
Man, when he's like sprinting straight at the camera, that's yeah. a creepy moment. Yeah, no wonder he lost to Jesse at once. The dude yeah. doesn't know how to run. Uh-huh. I'm not instructed. <laughs> but I mean, how petty do you have to be to lose to one of the best athletes like to ever live of Jesse Owens and mm-hmm. be like, like he's such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then like when he's talking to him and he's like, Yep, she's uh I don't remember what what he refers to Rose as, but just some like creepy like grandpa stuff and you're just like, Oh, this is so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Top of the line. Yeah. <laughs> like that that video that they show, um when he's about to get the operation done was so like just too normal like mm-hmm. the video was too normal to be like don't be worried uh-huh. yeah <laughs> you're I about know. to <laughs> not be you anymore uh-huh and he like he, he liked the idea of kind of having that video like that because um it kind of makes it feel like there's like having a like a professionally done promotional video yeah like right. that kind of makes you like get this feeling of how like big this thing actually is yeah it's because someone has like a videographer uh-huh. <laughs> doing their work uh-huh and then one thing uh, <laughs> he was talking about um, when uh, they went to, like, shoot that promo video where mm-hmm. you have, like, the, you know, the family's all young. And so you have, like, little Rose and Jeremy. Yeah. He said he got to set. And um, and Jeremy, who's supposed to be older, he, um, like, the actor playing young Jeremy was, like, way shorter than young Rose. Oh, yeah. And he was like, that doesn't really make sense. But also, like, you know, it's just a kid. I'm not gonna fire him on his first job. Yeah. So he well, just I mean, like, went with it. I mean, kids, girls are always taller than boys when they're kids. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense. Yeah. I'm also a short guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love how much rewatchability this movie has. It does. There's there's so much like foreshadowing. Yeah. And, like, like references. The to... black mold. I mm-hmm. just picked that up. Like, yep. there's black mold in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I pick up? God, did you pick anything so up? much stuff um <laughs> it's at a point now where i know just how much like foreshadowing and references yeah. are in the script that almost every line i'm like oh, wait a minute is yeah that right foresh-? <laughs> you know he's like hello chris i'm like hold on hold on there's something to that line <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i think every time i watch it there's at least one yeah i mean i missed the ncaa on. thing and mm-hmm. um so <laughs> uh this is kind of funny um at, Allison Williams um, told Jordan Peele that she was nervous with some of the details in in the love scene that she has with Chris, and uh, she wanted him to come over and rehearse the scene with her and Daniel at the house that she was staying in. And and Jordan Peele was like so uncomfortable because he like didn't want to like be in there while they're rehearsing this love scene. Oh and then he God. gets there and it was just a surprise party for him. Oh, that's good. Because uh-huh. that sounded like some shit like gonna get killed yeah (laughs) (laughs) so obviously america still has a lot of work to be done um a lot yeah uh jordan peele's production company um that we're talking about monkey pop productions they uh they donated a million dollars across five different organizations that they see as essential to the health and lives of black people Um, those organizations being the black emotional and mental health collective black lives matter equal justice initiative Fair Fight and the Transgender, Gender Variant, and Intersex Justice Project. So if you kind of, you know, if you if you guys want to learn more about those organizations and what they do, you can definitely check out their websites and you know even donate if you feel led to do so. So any last impressions? You know, anything else? Any comments? I'm just excited for Jordan Pills next film. Yeah, like <laughs> talking about this, I'm so excited for it. I want to go watch Us now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know this is off topic, but did you like Us? Yes. Okay. I liked Us not nearly as much as Get Out. Mm-hmm. I still only saw it the one time in theaters, and I need to watch it again. Us was creepier for me, I think. Mm. I think, like, I mean, Get Out's still creepy, but I think I actually got kind of scared on Us. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, I'm a little scared. <laughs> um, but last impressions, I, I'm just, I love this movie. Yeah. I forgot how much I loved it. Yeah. I I actually, I don't even know what he's doing next. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I mean, he's yeah, done, I don't know like, if he's even announced I mean, it. he hosted, like, the Twilight Zone, and I think he's got a lot of stuff he's producing, like that new Candyman movie and stuff like that. Oh, that's set to release um, 2021. Yeah. As far as writing and directing, I don't know if he's said what he's working on next or if i mean i'm sure there's he's probably writing to be something. something yeah just taking a time taking a while um which which i think is fine i feel like us was a little bit rushed after the success of get out um i i, I liked it but i don't know i felt like it wasn't as um yeah i like guess it is perfectly only like two years plotted after. out and stuff yeah as get out was that's true I can see that. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the acting in that movie is also really good. Yeah. Like oh, he it just is. picks really good actors uh-huh. and they just <laughs> level up the film so much. For sure. All right. So um shout out to Callista for social media. Um follow us on social media if you don't. Um Instagram, we minored in film, Twitter, minored in film. Um and shout we'll, out to we'll hopefully be getting a website soon so yes. we can put links for you guys. Awesome. And uh, shout out to Annabella Ortiz for our graphic. Yes. Uh, anything else I'm missing out on here? Uh, no, just thanks for, for you guys listening. We're yeah. uh, back Sh- on track. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, shout out to you guys. Uh, if you guys want to see any movie, because I'm kind of lost right now, but what to do <laughs> next. So if you want to see me do something, uh, we'll post it on Instagram and give you a little suggestion box. So. That will be all for today. Thank you guys for listening. And this was Get Out, episode 12. My name is Logan Elrod. I'm Jacob Weiss. And we minored in film.